Welcome back to the Intention Training Podcast. It's been a minute, but we're back. And today we have an interview with Gabby Dixon, who is New Zealand's strongest woman of 2020, um, a very accomplished shot putter, man, rugby player, musician. She's done a lot of things, a lot of great things. She's Um, an amazing person. Yes. And we had a great interview with her. Um, We touched on... Her transition between sport to sport, how how training differs between these between each sport, um, kind of the mindset that's necessary between individual sports versus team sports. Um, what else did we get to talk about? I just think what's so great about Gabby is how open she is to trying new things um, and to challenging herself. And I think she's just somebody that everybody can look up to. She just seemed very genuine to me. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed the answer she gave when we asked the question, uh, what does strength mean to you? Because it had nothing to do with weights, which I thought was awesome. Um, and I mean, she almost went to the Olympics for shot put. She was New Zealand's strongest woman. She is going to be a very, very competitive powerlifter when she competes soon. So it seems that anything she does, she gives it her all and has been successful. So that's something I really admire and it was super cool to talk to her. You can find her info in the description. And yeah, other than that, we're going to keep this pretty short. Um, we've got some updates on our end as far as intention training goes, but we'll save that for another day. Um, we really hope you enjoy this interview, and thank you so much for listening. And thanks for 1,000 plays. Yes. Finally. All right. Enjoy Talk to this, you soon. Enjoy this interview. Gabby, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Gabby. Hi. <laughs> Um, any pronouns? Ah, uh, yes, I go by she, her. Please and thank you. Let's start by, we'll just kind of give you freedom to tell your story, whatever that means to you. However far back you want to go, you can share it all. You can share a little bit, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Four score and 32. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I, um, God, hold. I'm 29 now. Born in 91. The 90s baby, true, tried and true. Um, Let's see. I started playing sports from a young age. I also did music from a young age. I was kind of a person who always wanted to do everything. So that's what I did. Uh, And I was encouraged to do whatever I wanted for however long I wanted to do it. And uh, it just kind of kept evolving for me. My parents were super supportive and awesome. I was a chunky little kid, so naturally I got, when I started in track and field, I was put with the shot putters and discus throwers and stuck with it uh, all the way through college. Ended up getting a scholarship and a little bit post-collegiate, which was really cool. Um, I did post-collegiate discus for two years, kind of chasing that thought because my senior year of college, I got the B standard, um, the Olympic trials B standard, and was like, literally like, I don't know, two to, anywhere between two and six centimeters be, um, from going to the Olympic trials in the discus. So wow. that was my track and field life. And I also, in middle elementary and high school, did soccer. Um, but I stopped soccer, I think, out of my like freshman year of high school. And then I did basketball, was a true love of mine from a young age to through high school. Almost played basketball in college. Um, but <clears throat> decided to focus on track and field because there's more opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And then also did volleyball, 
which was probably yeah. the funnest sport to play because you get yeah. to jump around and yeah spike the ball really hard yeah that was really really fun um and then let's see gosh that's such a broad question what's my story what is my story let's see what else do i want to talk about i fell in love with um i've always liked helping people so it was really a natural progression for me to move into a psychology degree in college and um I've been a social worker ever since I do case management. I work for Child Protective Service. I've been a mentor. I've worked with adults with disabilities. I've worked with kids with disabilities. I really like that. Um, Let's see, more updated stuff. Let's see. Okay, so the last three years have been probably some of my most exciting years. Um, But there's a lot of stuff that happened before that, too. Gosh, when I quit discus and shot put, when I quit throwing... I took like a two year hiatus of like not being an athlete, which was really quite interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to, I was really in, yeah, it was weird. Cause I had never not had practice before. So uh-huh. I like quickly, very quickly ate up all my time with music. And I was in like, I want to say three, two or three different bands. Some of them crappy, wow. some of them great. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, all of my like party not all of my partying and drinking out of the way but I did quite a bit of partying and drinking in that two-year stint um but then going out of that two-year stint I kind of knew that I was up for that I knew I had like some athletic stuff that I still wanted to like do so I um got this (laughs) I got (laughs) you're gonna laugh I started going to this like six week boot fat camp type thing. Oh, <laughs> like, love those. Every six weeks. Cause of course, naturally I was drinking and eating for two years. I gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. So I started going to this fat camp for like three months, lost like 60, 50 or 60 pounds. And then like immediately got an email from my other gym, which is was 24 hour fitness at the time saying, Hey, if you're an athlete, you should try out for this next Olympic hopeful thing. So I, mm-hmm hopped on an audition for this next Olympic hopeful thing, made it. They flew me to Colorado um, for a week to do this, like the very first competition. I think it's, it's more popular now, but they do it every year. Um, but I was the very first um, rendition of it. And it was like a reality TV show, but for sports. Uh, basically Sorry, on time. TV? What was that? Yeah, I was on TV. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, I was straight up on TV. Uh, so... I didn't end up winning. I was actually going for bobsled because oh. they were trying to recruit people. Like they were trying to recruit crossover athletes into lesser known Olympic sports. So the mm-hmm. options at the time were bobsled, skeleton, track cycling, and rugby. And I had ticked the box for rugby and skeleton and they had picked me for bobsled skeleton. But um, I didn't end up winning, but they sent me a letter. They gave me a letter on the day of the finals and they're like, hey, we know you're not a bobsledder, but we really think you should come try rugby. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I went home. There you go. Exactly. So I went home, found a rugby team to practice with, and then like a couple weeks later, I got a letter saying, "Hey, come to this rug- introduction rugby camp. We'll fly you out." And I was like, "Okay." So then I got to fly out to the San Diego Olympic Training Center um, for wow. a week to learn about rugby, which was dope. Um, and then fell in love with the sport. I've been playing rugby ever since. I got in an entanglement after that, and uh, the entanglement uh, was planning on going to New Zealand to play rugby, and uh, I was like, sure, yeah, I'll go play rugby in New Zealand for a year. Why the heck not? Yeah. So I went to New Zealand, 
<clears throat> and while I was there, that's where I found strongman competitions because one of my teammates was playing on the strongman team or doing strongman. Um, for I fun. wish she could play on the team. I know, right? <laughs> um, but she invited me to come and train with her. So we started training with her and it was awesome. Fell in love with that too. So um, because of one or two of the competitions, I got invited to compete at New Zealand's Strongest Woman. And my coach at the time was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, sure, I'm you know, not a Kiwi, but I'll give it a go. And mm -hmm. I trained really hard for like just over... I think six or seven weeks and I won. That <laughs> so... is literally so wild. <laughs> so I won 2020 New Zealand's Strongest Woman. And then I came home shortly after, found a gym here, been training here. And I um, was really excited because like after I won their, that competition there, I could tell like, People were like, oh, man, like, can't have some American coming in. And somebody came in and beat the record I had made. And I was, like, actually really happy that someone came in and beat my record. I was, like, yes, yeah. like, light a fire. I'm so happy. Like, please, more people do this stuff. And then I found out a couple weeks later <laughs> that, <laughs> that another organized, another strongman organization in New Zealand was, like, must have been, like, I don't know if they were salty or whatever, but they made another competition called New Zealand Strongest Woman 2020. So that <laughs> they <Ooh. did> <laughs> And that happened uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I, I love both the girls who did it. It was really funny, though, because one of the girls' names is Gabby, and she won it. So I was like, well, at least, you know, another Gabby won. It was meant to be. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my story. I, there's a I, lot, of, lot of stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> Roy has, like, a million questions. He's been <laughs> in his seat over here. Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off. But that was an amazing story, and I did have some follow-up questions, if you don't mind. Of course. My first one was, what instrument or instruments did you play? You mentioned that you grew up playing music and then were in a couple bands and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I used to... <laughs> gosh, I'm thinking about like when I was a kid, when I started, started. My mom signed us up for this, for piano lessons, but it was on... <laughs> it was on a bus, so we were like on a piano bus. Just like what? a bus full of like keyboards like all up in there and that's how I started learning piano from the piano it's actually kind of cool um I cried at least once a week trying to learn the piano because it was so hard mm -hmm. I really there. it was so hard but I learned I got up to the point where I think I was in like middle or high school and I had you know gotten to like a little bit better lessons and I was able to play chords so then I was I could sing naturally singing was my first instrument and then I could play chords enough to where I could like sort of kind of play on the worship team at church and mm. um yeah so that's what I that's what I played there's a lot more oh gosh playing for church was quite an adventure my dad was a worship pastor for a long time and they, my mommy used to joke and call us Ike and Tina because he would yell at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've also played for my church played the drums <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. So yeah. do you still practice music here and there? Like, is that a good outlet for you? It totally is. I haven't been doing it lately just because I've been so focused on the sport aspect. But um, what I do right now is just support all my friends who are musicians. Whenever they're performing, I try to go out and at least check it out and give a tip and hang out with them. But <clears throat> music is something I definitely intend on pursuing, but more so, I think, when my... Um, when I take a break from athletics again, when I'm, when I'm kind of on the, 
on the back hill side, which is, I think it's at least another five or six years out. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think it is so important to have like other interests too, Definitely. because then when you go back to whatever's like your main thing, you're that much hungrier um, yeah. to get better and stuff like that. So, and, and I find that like a lot of stuff that you might think is unrelated from one challenge or one realm, like really transfers to whatever your main thing is, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. Like there are some aspects of playing music that you probably would think have nothing to do with like strong, strong women competitions, but I'm sure that there's some carryover somehow like that. At least that's how I experience things. Oh, absolutely. I straight up, <laughs> I, this actually two days ago on, I think it was Thursday morning. Um, no one was at my gym. And so I just had like Motown music cranked up on high and I was literally singing and squatting, like singing and squatting and squatting and singing. I was like squatting. It was like four by two at 180 kilos. So it wasn't light squats. And I was just like singing by myself, like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I think it definitely, it also takes a lot of pressure off too to like over specialize in one thing when you know, like you're good at many things. Yeah, it definitely makes uh, my, my mantra, one of my like, values I guess is just balance like I've always like no matter what I'm doing even if I'm hyper focused on one thing I try to find like where I can feel balanced because that's yeah. really important to me for sure I think it's so good not to just like box yourself into any one thing um my next question was just what college did you attend oh that's such a that's a that's a tough spot for me right now I went to oh. Concordia University in Portland and oh. um they recently shut down because they are dumb <laughs> oh, I went to Concordia University and we um were really well known for the they were really well, well known for their nursing program their teaching program and their track and field program <laughs> just wow. wasn't a program but it's what I was doing there so awesome um my next one was what so I want to hear more about this whole like tv experience how was so what was the tryout like because it sounds like they had like a bunch of sports that you could potentially get placed in so i'm really curious like what what events what challenges did they have you do to determine who goes and who doesn't gosh okay so this was back in 2017 i'm trying to remember i think the tryout was like kind of basics like they had me do like a standing high jump standing broad jump 20 meter sprint 40 meter sprint uh and i believe it was an underhand med ball toss and then they had me do a watt bike test okay that's yeah. actually yeah that's that's pretty solid um my next one is like how has training differed depending on what you were competing in because it sounds like you've done like a wide variety of things from shot put to rugby to strong woman so what how how is training differed like can you walk us through um what training was like for each of those sports yeah um luckily for me i've been able to kind of find a lot of crossover especially mm -hmm. from really in all of them i think rugby's been the hardest to go back and forth from with the strongman stuff because i think strongman's really good for rugby rugby isn't so great for strongman except mm -hmm. for like the foot speed work that's that's been really good for strongman um when I was in college doing track and field, it was a lot of Olympic lifting, a lot of explosive explosive work and heavy, um, you know, heavy deadlift, heavy squat, that kind of stuff for your power base. So um, that was really the focus when I was doing that. And then when I came into rugby, it was very similar. Again, it was a lot of explosive work, um, <clears throat> a lot of... Mm, 
like more speed work, I'd say like footwork and speed work and like getting up off the ground quick was kind of the the focus for the rugby piece. Yeah. And then when I, when I found the strongman stuff, it was just kind of tied it all back into the track and field because it was kind of back to my, back to my stomping grounds of just that, like just finding out where you're supposed to getting quick across, you know, whatever field you're going for. Cause you have walking events like the yoke carry um, or the farmer's carry. I swear to God though, my <laughs> Farmer's carry I had been training my whole life for because like I can I cuss on this show? Am I allowed to say Go right ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> my 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 mantra because I have I'm the oldest of six kids, by the way. I didn't mention that earlier. I'm the oldest of six kids. Wow. And um we were also all homeschooled, another thing I forgot to mention. Um <laughs> but whenever we would bring in groceries, and it was a lot of groceries, I would like load as many bags in each hand as possible. And my mantra was two trips is for bitches. So yeah, <laughs> so I've been training for farmers carry my whole life. <laughs> Every time I program that for a client, I'm like, this is gonna be applicable the next time you get groceries. You'll true. thank me then. It's true. It's true. Was so, that did that did that give you a clear picture of what training? I don't know if I did a good job with that, but no, absolutely. And one thing that you said that I loved was that you found like, like a lot of crossover between um, or carryover between the different training modalities because that's a big that's a big emphasis for me is like um, staying well-rounded and exploring different things and finding how one type of training can benefit another. Um, So I I thought that was really cool. I've definitely like expanded and explored different training for myself in the past year or so, um, which I've had a lot of fun with. So that was really cool to hear about. So I have a question. Um, Have you always been drawn to like strength sports? Or um, I guess, like, do you just really like the lifting aspect or do you like all of the aspects of, like, rugby, of everything that you've done? I like them. I really like them all, to be honest. Um, I love like, I love playing a game. Um, and when you're done with a game, you're done with a game. And I love that piece because uh, – I would say, like, I love, I, I think basketball and volleyball were, like, kind of where my core was, like, where, where I was coming from a lot of the time. Yeah. And I loved, I loved being able to hit a ball or have, like, be able to come back and try again and all that good, like, there was multiple tries and multiple chances to, like, do your, to best yourself. Yeah. Um, which I absolutely loved. And when I found rugby, for me, it was like, oh, thank God, now I can, like, actually hit people and not oh, get in trouble yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they want you to go hard, and, like, I used to crack up, because mm-hmm. in basketball, if a ball was coming at me, and someone else was running for it, I was like, girl, I gotta think some skinny thoughts, or you're just gonna bounce off me like a fly. <laughs> like, I can't, I, I, I have, no, I, I'm not trying to hurt you, but it's going to happen, so, because I, I can't slow down. I'd like to, but I, I really can't. Um, yeah. But in, rug, in rugby, that's, like, highly sought after, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jen, Jen trains a fairly high-level rugby player, and that's a sport I definitely want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems really cool to me. Uh, one question – well, actually, I have two questions. The first one is, like, what has – what draws you towards competition? It seems like no matter what you've done, it, besides that little two-year period, you're always competing in something. So, like, what makes you want to do that? What makes you want to put yourself out there and test yourself? Gosh, I've always been super competitive. I – uh let's see in high school I was a one two two time state champion um and in the discus and I really enjoyed just that aspect of like coming in 
wherever you're ranked and like on the day, it doesn't matter where you're ranked as long as you move up in rank, as long as you just show up on the day. Um, So coming from pretty much a lifetime of having to show up on the day and like learning how to do that, like you don't just learn, like it's it's not something that a lot of people can just do automatically. And it's like learn that over however many years, because I did it since middle school was like such an important skill. And like, once I kind of got that down, especially post like, especially after college. Cause like I, my freshman year in college, I did okay. I, you know, I got all Americans and it was cool, but I wanted to do better. And then my sophomore year was just horrible. Cause I had all these expectations and I was ranked super high coming in and I just tanked mm. um, under the pressure or whatever. I didn't sleep or I was flirting with a stupid boy that oh, I no. before competition. Like there's so many things you had to learn <laughs> again, whatever. It's, it's fine. That's another story. Um, <laughs> but like, I think for me, like learning how to show up on the day, learning how to celebrate in those small victories, um, especially when you're doing like a multi-event sport, like because in college I was doing shot put, discus, and the hammer. So I had three events to focus for, usually all in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so having to learn how to like focus on one thing and then after you win, don't like put your head back down and like try to focus on it celebrate your win like fully celebrate it like give yourself a few minutes to be like yeah hell yeah i did that shit like i put in the work and then when it comes time again rally down hunker down get it done and then you then you perform that next event and it's like having that skill set and moving that way through life i think is what has actually helped me in strongman and what has helped me in rugby to be like more sustainable as an athlete because i know that I can put however much in, like I put all my efforts and I show up as long as I show up every day for practice and do my best. What, whether my best that day is better than my best that the week before, doesn't matter Just showing up for myself each time. Um, and then tells me that I will be able to show up on the day, regardless of what any kind of extending circumstances. So that's been a huge lesson that I've always felt like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to waste that skill. Like I feel like I have more, more in the tank to just, uh, yeah to do <laughs> what well, like what I really appreciate about you and what's really inspiring to me about you is the, the fact that you are so competitive but it's not it's never negative it oh, yeah. you're always rooting for somebody else and mostly like the competition lies between what you did and then what you're going to do um I'd like to talk a little bit about your powerlifting meet coming up so that's like another sport where it's like just like strongman, you competing against yourself, and this is your first meet. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Why are you Why are you doing a powerlifting meet? Uh, well, it's like kind of a sad. It's not that sad. It's it's a story. Um, I because I won New Zealand's strongest woman, I was invited to compete <clears throat> in the world's strongest woman, and that was supposed to happen in November. But stupid mm. COVID nineteen. Yeah. It ran on my parade, and I was like, "Oh, you can't have an international competition this year." Okay, I get it. Fine. So uh, my pivot then was to um, find some kind of other thing to focus on, and um, the gym owner at my awesome gym that I started going to, Ironside Gym. Shout out Ironside. Uh, <laughs> he he said that there's a competition a local one that was coming up and he wanted me to to be on the team so I've been training for that I did do one or two powerlifting competitions in New Zealand while I was there because oh, it's again cool. good cross training yeah. um but this will be a USPL meet USAPL is it USAPL I don't know I, there's so many acronyms I know it's <laughs> really it out. um but it'll be my my American debut my, my American debut <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm very excited. Uh, training for powerlifting is rough because Loki, I find it very boring. Like I can't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't do. That's well why I quit it. that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so repetitive and like love, but I love my gym and I love the people there and like I'm. I wanted. I'm more. I'm doing it for me because I need something to do, and I'm also doing it to like rep them because they've like they've given me a really safe place to kind of like land since um, coming back to the states after being um, abroad for a year. And yeah, just, they've done so much for me as a. And they're like a family, so I'm like okay, yeah, I'll definitely rep you guys. I'll put your colors on my back, and I wanna, I wanna do that. So that's that's how I feel about powerlifting. I'm excited for deadlift, except for I'm a conventional hook gripper and my hands hurt yeah. like hell every day yeah <laughs> when you're sumoing conventionaling conventionaling hook gripping is that am i wrong no did i say okay. that right no my fault i have word salad when you're sumoing hook gripping you scratch the shit out of your thighs but when you're sumo i mean when you're conventional on hook gripping th- all of that pressure that you would like that would be dispersed from your hands making contact with your thighs is just all on your thumbs so yeah. i feel you, i feel you there My but thumbs just feel like they're gonna explode all the time honestly hook grip is the best and the best way to go about things and that will have so much carryover for strongman i think it's like so cool how you're like i'm just gonna try this thing just to like keep challenging myself and just to have fun and then you're gonna go in and you're gonna do amazing and probably place really highly i think that's just a huge flex so um, <laughs> i yeah. am excited hope my i want to be able to like flex and show muscles my muscles don't want to peek through it yet so one of these days it's gonna happen and i can actually say like i flex on somebody <laughs> definitely looks super buff so oh thank yes. you Kristen. yeah um well i guess first i just wanted to comment on like you mentioned you find powerlifting kind of boring i i do as well but in a way, that's also something that I really admire about powerlifters is just how they're able to stay so focused. Like the ability to like get excited for your fifth squat workout of the week or whatever. <laughs> like it's like that is just beyond me. And I, I find that pretty cool. So I do have a lot of respect for it. I just want to make sure that was clear. Like I don't think it's oh, nothing. Yeah. Um, it's just not for me personally. But um my last while we're on the topic, my last question kind of regarding like mindset and the athletics realm was like how does your mindset differ when you are competing in an individual sport like strong women or powerlifting versus like a team sport like rugby? What, how do you, how do you think differently? How do you relate differently to the people around you? Um, just what is the dynamic change there? I feel like <clears throat> the first thing that comes to my mind is communication. So like when it's an individual sport, I'm really communicating with myself, trying to keep myself in a in a level where I can peak at the right time so talking myself down like being mindful of like what parts of my body are moving when I'm resting hey acknowledge that but but notify yourself if that's going to be something that's taking away from your power for this next event so like Mm -hmm. talking with myself and having conversations with myself about um where I'm supposed to be what I need to be doing next timing taking care of the things that I can control like what I eat excuse me how I sleep before um those kind of things are more of like an internal conversation i'm having whereas with rugby or team sports it's all about talk it's all about early talk so you have to verbalize verbalizing those things that you're already talking to yourself about so even like in rugby um you know you want to be in the right position you want to be in a place where you can catch the ball and go in a contact or do whatever 
but you don't just do that. You have to say that, Hey, I'm getting in position. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm here. Give the ball now. Like it's very much more, um, that open communication and that like thinking ahead too at the same, like it's the crossover too, with like thinking about the timing of things. So that's kind of, to me, um, the, in, the internal versus the external communication would be like the biggest difference. Yeah. For me, I played volleyball for like six or seven years and that's what I really miss. Um, but also what I don't miss because I can be, I can easily be accountable for myself. Like I can be like, okay, Jen, you slept eight hours last night. Good job. You ate your pre-workout meal and you got into the gym. Nice job. And then when you're with a, when you're with a team, I feel like it's so much more emotionally taxing because you're not only trying to keep yourself level-headed, but you're trying to keep your teammates level-headed when that's oh, yeah. something you can't control. So um, me, I like to be in control of things. And when I'm powerlifting, that's fine. But when I'm doing a team sport, I've really had to learn how to be like, okay, well, um, I can control how I act. I can't control how they act. Yep. Um, and I have to make the best of the situation and I can't, yeah. uh, I can't go all power lifter on it. <laughs> well, that brings up a really good point too. Is like, for me, when I'm playing a team sport, it's all about trusting, trusting your teammates, you know? Yeah. Um, and if they're communicating, I can't get there to make that tackle or, or they need help or something like I still have to believe that they're doing their best. Like, even though like last week they, they would have been able to get that tackle this week, if they're, you know, if something is off or something happened in their home life that I can't, I can't um, put any emotional value on it because like it would get, it would get emotionally taxing and it would start to like bring down my game. If I was like getting frustrated at a teammate for not, not controlling their controllables or not doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing. So for me, it's like, being aware of and trusting your teammates and being aware of when they're not at their best self and being able to cover for that or communicate how to get there and support them when they need help. Yeah, for sure. And I think that ability like transfers really well to everyday life as well. I think that's one of the reasons why sports are so great, especially like for youth and when you're growing up. Um, I have one kind of more like deep question. And then unless Jen has any more, we can move on to like some more, some quicker, more fun ones. Um, We don't want to keep you too, too long. But my last got nothing much going on, so go for it. <laughs> my last, my last kind of deeper question is, I really enjoy hearing what people, people's answers to the question, "What does strength mean to you?" And I don't necessarily mean like even in the weight room. I just mean strength in general. Oh, that's a good question. What does strength mean to me? Strength to me is. It's just like taking responsibility. Like it's taking responsibility for like yourself and your actions and like sh- like having the ability to show up for yourself at the very least. Like yeah. waking up early in the morning, if that's what you have to do to get it done, like you're doing that. And to me, if you're doing that every day, that makes you a strong person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you know, even if you're in a depression or even if you're struggling through something or have a bunch of things, if you're going to show up for yourself first, that to me is strength. And that's something that I'm constantly like telling myself and developing and helping, trying to support others. And it's just like taking a minute to show up for yourself to me is, is strength. Absolutely. Because that's the only way you learn. And like, that's the only way you grow. Um, and it's a hard spot to put yourself in, but it definitely does show strength when you're like, well, I, I am the only one accountable for myself. I am right. accountable right. for that. 
really bad position I made, or not position, that really bad thing that I did or whatever. Um, and I can learn from that and grow from that. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a fantastic answer. And there are so many, I mean, there are a lot of, quote, strong, unquote, people out there, like lift, that can lift a lot of weight. But to me, what makes somebody really strong and like what leaves a legacy is exactly what you talked about. Like, what do you value? How do you stand by those values every day? So right. it doesn't matter how much you squat or deadlift if you're not trying to make the world a better place, however you do that every day. So right, um, right. I thought that was a great answer. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, a nice transition question before we get into rapid fire questions. Um, how has your, like, how has your sports and powerlifting and strongman kind of been a distraction but also complemented your experience the past what is it four or five months with the riots with with the pandemic with all of the racial hostility happening in the world like how have you been maneuvering those things you know and staying active yeah well I think I mentioned a little bit before um, my gym is incredible. And um, I was really worried coming back to the United States, to be honest. Um, and just in general, not not in the state that I was coming. I literally got home yeah. like March 10th, like right before COVID <laughs> kicked off for real in the USA. Wow. And um, I was already worried about coming home and finding a gym where I felt comfortable and safe. Um, because I know like the US is <laughs> not the not the best place for for black women. Um, which by the way, that's what I am. I know this is a podcast, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I am am a black woman. Uh, (laughs) So coming home, um, it took me a couple months actually to find this gym. And when I did, I just knew it was going to be great for me. And, uh, initially, like I said, it was training for the world strongest woman for about six weeks or so until it got canceled. And then when I was able to pivot towards something else, because the gym owner had asked me to be on the team, like to me, it's just been like life-saving. It's been such a uh, good space where I can go. And I usually spend at least two hours, if not three in the gym, you know, five, six days a week and um, just be and be around people who I know support me and people who I know want the best for me. And people who think I'm the shit, because like, uh-huh. I, like I, it's you know all this these racial tensions. I was going through a really heinous breakup too, on top of everything else. So yeah. everything um, coming down to me, and then just having these this group of people who was like constantly reminding me that I'm the shit, and they want me around, and they care about me, was really really important. So like, not just having strength sports in general, but having a community that was trying to be safe, or you know, cleaning up after ourselves, or wiping everything down, or social distancing the whole nine and they want to see what's best for me and they want to support me I mean like I put out my fundraiser for 2021 my campaign to go to World Strongest Women because I got invited to next year's um because this year's got canceled and um I've had you know a handful of people just like make straight up donations to my cause like one of the girls in my um that I don't even work out with but she knows about me through their social media she sent me money to buy my checks with like she it's just been such a yeah, it's just been really cool. So that I don't know what I would have been doing if that hadn't, <laughs> if, if I hadn't found this space. Absolutely, I'm so glad that you yeah. found that space. It's it's really nice to have a family um, at your gym because um, I feel like you get a lot a lot more out of your workout 
and just your mindset when you're when you get to be around people that support you well and just i think probably for all of us like you just spend a lot of time there so it's a lot more enjoyable if you you know you get along with the people that you're around and if you all support each other and are interested in what other people are doing and stuff like that so that is yeah let's do some rapid fire questions so first one i have is who's your favorite athlete can be dead or alive I'm going to have to say Serena Williams. She's the GOAT. That's She's always going to be the GOAT. She's just oh, Serena. Does Whatever. not get enough credit. No. No. But That's she's... a great answer. Um, the next one is, what is the hardest workout you've ever done? I know y'all do some wild shit for uh-huh. a strong, strong man, strong woman, pulling trucks, throwing rocks, doing some wild shit. So what's the hardest thing you've ever done? Oh, the hardest thing. That's such a hard question. <laughs> Uh, what's your uh, event? Can I can I do a, a funny story? Yeah. Uh, uh, when I was little, <laughs> my dad, my dad used to make us run laps if we were naughty, and we were chubby. And one time we had been so bad that like we had earned twenty laps, and yeah, so yeah. like it was it was like laps around the neighborhood too. So like all the neighbors would come, oh, you guys run a laps again? <laughs> like, oh my god, that's <laughs> it hilarious! Was like a five k at like <laughs> probably. 13 14 years old like crying and chunky and so cute but just like miserable yeah um, so that was horrible i would also say like anything crossfit related was pretty bad i did crossfit for a couple years as well um Ooh. and then like there's this thing in rugby called the bronco and that is literal hell it's um basically it's like you know like they call them like suicides or shuttle runs in basketball it's like that but like on a on a field <laughs> yeah my client was just talking about she was like yeah i was talking to my coach and she's gonna ask me to run a bronco and i was like what's that she's like oh you're gonna love this and i was like that sounds awful so is it like 10 back 20 back 30 back it's, or is it like it's half? 20 it's 20 40 60 five times Ooh. oh no <laughs> no it, that would take me at least 10 minutes what's yeah. like a good time on that uh, I think they say if you can get under under six minutes for for women, I believe is a pretty pretty decent time. Wow. I think the the fastest time I ever got, and I it might have been a typo, honestly. I think I got like six forty five, six thirty, but this was like I was this is a solid sixty pounds ago <laughs> <That's> <laughs> before I got back into strength sports. And yeah, I have not even seen that number. Not I've been in the high high sevens. <laughs> I would early eight. <laughs> I would be crying. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Oh, yeah. I it's... I really like I I'm fascinated by. See the thing with that is like, in rugby you're never just running. At, I mean at that point like obviously you're trying to go as fast as you can, but once you get fatigued you're probably going like 60, 70 percent of as fast as you can when you're fresh, right? And you're yeah. doing it for like seven minutes straight. You don't do that in a rugby match. So it's just so interesting to me why coaches choose what they choose for like fitness testing and I think some of it is definitely like the mental component just trying to see like who can make it through it and stuff like that but I I think it's kind of applicable to rugby actually because when you when you stop the play at when a when you drop the ball you just pick it back up Mm -hmm. so like the most rugby is all about continuation of play um and I think okay rugby people if you hear this you can correct me I don't care that's fine but um I think that the Bronco was kind of modeled after our rugby sevens game 
Yeah. Then a rugby sevens is seven minutes long. And you're okay. basically just sprinting the entire time of a sevens game. It's there's really okay. not a lot of slow down stop moments. So And isn't there less people on the field for sevens? Yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> there's seven people for seven minute halves. So two seven minute halves, seven people, and you die. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I guess, yeah, I'm thinking back to like I had basketball coaches that made us run a mile and it's like what when do you do that on a basketball court right. so i think there that is pretty prevalent but yeah i have to say that's probably one of the more sound tests i've heard of then yeah. <laughs> i stand corrected um yeah. do you, you go ahead favorite food oh ah i forgot this is one of the questions i don't i love snacks i love all foods uh thai food i'll say thai food for today but also i like sushi and i love ice cream even though i'm lactose intolerant and brownies yeah. okay go all right <laughs> Celebrity crush or crushes? Oh, uh, the guy who played Mbaku on uh, Wakanda. What is it called? What's that movie called? Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Not the villain, but like the guy from the neighboring town who's like all robust. He was hot. Was <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. I've only seen that once. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, my turn? I trust you, though. Um, yeah, go ahead. Favorite scent. What? Scent. Oh, ooh, I like, why can't I ever think it's sandalwood? Is it sandalwood? I don't know. I also really like smelling like roses right now. I'm really into smelling like how my grandma used to smell. And like, there's so many rose smelling products out right now, which I'm living my yeah. best grandma life. So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> All right, you do one more and I'll do one more. I have two more. Okay, you do two and I'll do one. Okay, favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, I really like <laughs> I really like the movie White Chicks. <laughs> I really oh like my god, movie. me too. <laughs> I really like the movie Bringing Down the House. Um, I love Queen Latifah. Anything Queen Latifah does, I'm usually pretty into. Yeah. There's oh, and I really like Step Brothers. I'm so lame. My me too. <laughs> hey, that's exactly my sense of humor. The that's shit's why funny. we get along. It's... Good. Go ahead. Um, if you could have any any company sponsor you. Who would you want to be sponsored by? Oh, I'm really digging girl. I'm really digging their, um, what they stand for and supporting yeah. women and all kinds of bodies. And I, I, that's a huge thing for me is body positivity. So I'd love to be sponsored by them. I've been in their inbox constantly. So if you hear this girl, call me. Cause... <laughs> all right. That. My next one is your, so since you're a music gal, favorite artist or album of, of all time? You can pick either one. Oh, gosh. Artist or album of all time? There, there's really too many. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> That's a really hard question. Uh, I like, and I change. I love new music. I love, I'm constantly listening to new music. What's Who's somebody I listen to? all the time and it changes with different parts of my life so i don't i guess michael jackson's pretty great love him um yeah. love, i love me some whitney uh beyonce always incredible God, i really can't pick one i, I yeah i'm sorry that's did you gonna... watch a live concert which one? <laughs> one on Netflix. oh yeah yeah that made me want to get dance lessons. Yeah, that that was pretty pretty stinking incredible. I watched Black is King and like her outfits alone, just I stand. Yeah. So cool. All right, last one. Um, dinner with any three people on Earth, dead or alive? Ooh. Uh. Okay. Queen Latifah, 
Beyonce, Michelle Obama. Boom. Nice. Yeah. That was fast. Yeah. All right, Gabby. Well, you go ahead. Um, do you want to plug any socials? We'll put this in our um bio in our description. Pod, in, yeah, in our blah, 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 description as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, follow at Gabby Girl G A B I G R L for any updates on my athletic stuff and or me complaining and or me talking like I have a TV show when I don't. Uh, <laughs> my stories are sometimes really entertaining, sometimes horribly put together and very poorly produced, but it's fine. I just I post and sometimes I post, you know, a selfie or two or you know, it just it just depends on my life. So if you want to see my randomness and Sometimes me being strong, that was what you would follow. Um, what else would I plug? Um, well, can we talk about what we're doing, Jen? Yeah, we can talk about what we're doing. We're, okay, we're still very much in the like beginning phases, but I do have a PDF of a business plan that I need to plug my stuff into. But yeah. uh, actually, do you want to talk about how we met or should I talk about how we met? Um, Gabby slid into my DMs. I did. I slid all up in her DMs. You're a native and and you're doing powerlifting. Are you interested in being business partners? I was like, do you want to be best friends? (laughs) No, like, I came. That's why I know Gabby. Yeah, like we came, I like I said, I went to New Zealand last year and I was just enamored by how awesome they were able to like represent native culture, um, not like Maori culture on their land and, and everything that I went to, like I had easy access to whatever I wanted. Like if I wanted a cultural experience with food or music or what have you, it was very like embedded in the community there. Um, and I wished that I could have the same for my family. Um, and I wish that I saw more stuff from native Americans in the USA. And so, um, I <laughs> came home and I was like, what am I going to do about this? Like I want, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to people. And then I was like, well, I think that other people need to see it for themselves. And I would love to be able to help um, black and brown girls be able to travel and see how culture can come across and how people have built things up. Because I learned that um, in New Zealand, like it wasn't always like that. There was a period where like the language is always dead. Um, but for the last 30 or 40 years, they've been working really hard on getting it back um, into the schools. And now like it's, in my opinion, from American's point of view, it's thriving. So yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to talk with somebody who was um, and partner with someone like Jen, who's strong and native and brown and awesome. And um, brown sometimes in the summer, mostly white, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but still, but still BIPOC nonetheless. And yeah, yeah, we've been working on this business proposal plan thing to um, help help women get into strength sports and um travel and that's kind of the jam so if you are wanting to follow a instagram account that isn't quite running yet you can go give ahead us, and follow give us strong, money yeah give us money or follow our account it's strong women around the world and it's one with an x um and yeah that's i'm really excited about that regardless of how much you know how other things have been distracting me right now that's something that's super 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 forward in my mind and i'm always thinking about ways to like make it happen so that's we, another we work on it yeah, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Yeah. All right, Gabby. It was really great talking to you and interviewing you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Thank you, Gabby. It was yeah. a pleasure. Yes, it was nice to meet you, Roya. I don't think I've had a conversation with you yet, so this was great. You as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. All right.
Yeah, be safe. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>